Let me give you uh, a quick little setup. About 22 years ago, we had a tragedy in Dallas, and I was asked to be part of the solution. And uh, I went to three mentors who'd meant a lot to me, Gene, Jimmy Williams, and John Mazel. And uh, High Ground was born, and we've been cruising along, having these uh, events up here uh, for 21 years now. And uh, we decided, if you read my letter when you were invited to this, uh, to kind of bring in some new, fresh blood. And so we approached Randy Denton, and he agreed to uh, come on board and be the new point person. So I've asked Gene to set this up. I would like, <clears throat> if I might, just to go back, though, and segue, uh, based on what Kelly has shared with us. And as he was talking to us, um, talking about the efforts undergirding that were statements about prayer, pray for us, pray for us. And, and that's a, a unique balance. But as I was thinking of the priority in scripture, it begins with prayer. And uh, my mind went immediately to uh, uh, Paul's letter to Timothy uh, when he said this, I urge then first of all, that's rather significant in terms of priority that requests, prayers, intercessions, thanksgivings be made for everyone, for kings, King Herod, an evil man, for the Roman emperor, for Nero, for kings, all those in authority, for what purpose? That we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. And then he goes on. This is good. It pleases God our Savior who wants all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. In other words, um, what Kelly shared with me this morning says, I need to step up my prayers, not just for my brother, and that's a priority, to pray for one another, but for those who are in authority. And that starts with the president, the guys he's appointing, and right down through. No matter what we think, how we feel, we are to pray for them. And the primary purpose is that we might maintain the environment, according to Scripture, that is peaceful, but not just for our gratification, but that we might share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I think that's our priority. And Kelly, thank you. And we need to pray for you, and we need to pray for those that you're working with and against, as it were, uh, that we might achieve these, these goals. And so I, I just thought it would be great if at least uh, one of us could stand and pray. Uh, Jim, why don't you come up here and pray for Kelly and then pray the top to the bottom that these scriptures will be fulfilled in our particular culture right now. It's critical. Let's pray. <laughs> Father God, we, in this time, uh, we just, it really disturbed my heart to hear Kelly give us the bad news that it's coming. 
But it also reminded me that you gave us bad news. Uh, we're all sinners. And, but you gave us the good news. Uh, it's out there, Father. And, and Kelly gave us good news, the battles being won. And Father, um, I love the verse that Gene just gave us uh, when he wrote to Timothy, uh, we do pray for our leaders. Uh, you, we know that you can turn the hearts of leaders. It's, you've uh, written about it to us. And so we'll take this time to pray for our president, uh, Barack Obama, and we pray for all those in power and authority. And we just pray that, certainly that we know that your will will be done, but to selfishly we want to live those those quiet and peaceful lives. And we uh, just hope all of us, when we're on this mountain today, we look out at the ma majestic uh, scenery and we think of you, but we, uh, we just take time while we're up here, just continually pray for, for all those empowered authority. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Jim, as you were sharing that little scenario, my mind goes back to that uh, luncheon that we had in Dallas over 20 years ago. And as I recall the conversation, you said, Gene, I'm on an accountability group here for my pastor and three of us, and we just can't even get him to be accountable. You know, what do we do? You have any ideas? Whatever. So we started brainstorming. And then you turned to me at one point and you said, you like to ski, don't you, Gene? I said, I love to ski. And then that opened up a, uh, a process where we said, well, why don't we get this pastor up at Beaver Creek and get in a home and uh, try to communicate with him and uh, to show him the importance of accountability. Well, we sort of spread the word and um, the pastor came but we extended a few invitations, and I think there must have been about 20, 25 guys that showed up, knowing what we were going to be doing, but also knowing we are going to be skiing for three days. And uh, the sad part of that story is that uh, we were unsuccessful. The story unfolded in the pastor's life as, a, as an incredible tragedy. And as I recall, um, there was a story in D Magazine, uh, and Beaver Creek was mentioned, and our names were mentioned, and why we were up here. But beside that, what happened was, uh, though we were extremely disappointed and saddened uh, by the end result in the life of this man, uh, we said to ourselves, that was fun skiing. <laughs> We had a great time. So, uh, Jim, I, I, the details are a little bit foggy in my memory, but we just said, hey, let's, let's plan it for next year. Let's do the same thing this time, just come up and have Bible study and, and ski our hearts out. And I think, what, about 40 or 50 showed up, and then it just kept growing. And uh, without promotion, uh, externally, just from within, uh, up to about 120 guys, 140 guys, down a little bit this year for known reasons, but uh, that turned out to be just um, an incredible thing, and this is the 21st annual, and uh, Jim has been just an incredible, faithful guy. This is a volunteer service ministry on his part, 
coordinating all that goes on up here and then trying to coordinate it once it happens up here with all of the unique individuals that we have uh, up here. And uh, that's another interesting story, all the way from those of us who are planned to be here to those who just show up and have to be located someplace, somewhere, and wonder why everything isn't just in order. But anyway, Jim is a great master politician in terms of keeping everybody happy. And, uh, and Jim's been so faithful uh, doing this work uh, for these 21 years. Uh, John Maisel and I <clears throat> have been involved somewhat from the beginning as sort of an informal team with Jim, um, just thinking through, praying through, planning through. And uh, for the last couple of years, Jim has felt it's time to pass the, the baton and uh, to make this a process. And then uh, Jim has graciously consented to be the major resource person to the individual who take this over and uh, just to help work through all the logistics and whatever that means and doing that uh, alongside behind the scenes, uh, allowing uh, Randy Denton, who has been up here for almost the same number of years to take over this particular position. So Randy, where art thou? Randy Whitman. A businessman, businessman from Dallas, and uh, you've been here almost 20 years. 20 years. Well, you qualify. Thank <laughs> you, Gene. I'm, I'm still not sure how this all came about. I think I must have missed a meeting or something, and <laughs> and nobody else wanted the job. Uh, no, that's that's not true. The the truth is that. Uh, uh, Gene and John and Jim have been talking for probably the better part of two years uh, on how do we make a transition. Jim has certainly served above and beyond the call of duty uh, more than anybody could have asked. And uh, he feels it's time to, as Gene says, pass the baton. <clears throat> and I have been coming up for 20 years. I wasn't at the first one. And actually, I've been to 19. It's been 20 years. I did have to miss... One, I made the mistake of telling my wife we had a chance to go to Hawaii for free, but it conflicted with this, so I wasn't sure what to do. And <laughs> as you can imagine, that was a short conversation. Uh, so I did miss that one. Uh, and if anything like that's come up since, I just, I just haven't told her. So. Uh, anyway, I... But during that time, this, this has uh, been such a special time for me, and, and frankly, I've been receiving a lot more benefits, getting a lot more out of it than I've been putting in. And so when this came up and I, and I was asked, I, I frankly welcomed uh, the opportunity to now be able to give back. I said, sure, I'll, I'll do it with all, the, with all the challenges and everything. Uh, so I do ask for your prayers, your support, uh, in this, I will be putting a committee together. Uh, Jen's been doing it for 20 years, so he keeps telling me, ah, there's nothing to it. But, you know, after you've done something 20 years, a lot of stuff you just do and don't think about it. So uh, uh, between now and the end of the day Friday, if any of you are, are willing to help out, please let me know by then. If you don't, I'll be calling you after the conference. So, <laughs> But, no, I would appreciate that. And also appreciate your... Um, 
patience and understanding. Anytime you have a changing of the guard, then the way the new person does things is not exactly like the old person does it. Uh, so uh, I do appreciate your understanding when those things come up. Uh, but the one thing I, I don't want to change is the real, <coughs> excuse me, essence of the conference. Uh, I was skiing yesterday with uh, Ken and uh, Mark, and we were going up on the chairlift and, and talking about the conference and, and, and how do you explain to people what, what, you know, what this conference is about. And it's hard to do, because uh, normally when you get guys together, uh, I think Tech said last night, uh, there's the flag officers get together and have a Bible study. Or you might have your business associates get together and have a Bible study. Well, this one, we have people from all over the country, a whole lot of different walks of life, and if you look around, you see all ages that are up here. And for most of us, we have absolutely nothing in common except once a year we come together to worship Jesus, share with one another, lift each other up, and, and worship and share the burdens. And that is just... <clears throat> I wasn't going to do this. <laughs> And that is what makes this different and makes it special. And that's, and that's why I agreed to do this. So, so that's what we want to keep. We want to keep that, uh, that uh, strong bond that we have. Uh, and finally, we owe a, a great debt of thanks to Jim for, for doing this for, for 21 years. And since we're pretty close to time, where it's time to go skiing and... Uh, I'm an avid skier, so I don't like to take extra time in the morning. So, uh, but what I want to do tonight, uh, after John speaks, is, is have a time to uh, honor Jim and, and give him some thanks. So uh, I, wanted, I wanted to say that so that rather than having somebody get up just off the cuff and say something, think about that today. Think something about something you can either say to Jim or about Jim. Uh, Good or bad, I guess, but it'll all be good. Uh, but no, we do want to, to, to formally thank him uh, for, uh, for this time. So with that, let me close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we are, again, so thankful uh, for the, the blessings you have given us. We thank you for this conference, for, for keeping it going. We acknowledge that it's that you that's done this, uh, and we see, Lord, that that you have taken a situation 21 years ago that appeared to be an unsuccessful effort at, at getting someone back on course. You have taken that unsuccessful effort and carried it through for 21 years, and there's untold number of men because of this conference who have been turned around or strengthened in their faith uh, encouraged and emboldened to go out and do things they would not be doing if it weren't for this conference. We are so thankful for you, and we pray that your hand continue to be on this conference, continue to be on each one of these men. Now give us a safe day on the slopes, and uh, we pray your blessings tonight. All these things we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.